another episode of Bring Out Your Undead. I'm Megan, and I have reanimated both Casey and Mieka so we can haunt your speakers with our ghostly voices in this episode called Aghast About Ghoulish Appetites. In this episode, we'll be discussing three kinds of undead with voracious appetites for rotting flesh. I feel like it's common sense that you shouldn't eat people, but... <laughs> <laughs> States, cannibalism is completely 100% legal everywhere except Idaho. So again, don't eat people. But if you had to, like if you were starving in a zombie apocalypse, how long do you think you'd be able to hold out before you gave in to eating one of the guys from the podcast? First of all, why? I, what happened in Idaho that made them make it illegal? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I feel like that's the reason no, that podcast some, I want to listen to. Yeah, like some horrific horror story. Mm-hmm. My Atlanta. I don't know how long would I last if I had to like... To be fair, no. I, 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 I have said multiple times, so my best friend... Um, I know that she would die in the apocalypse, like, right away. She would not survive. <laughs> and her I've had this conversation on a regular basis where she is just fodder. So I said, yes, I'm bringing you along with me so that eventually I will eat you. Because <laughs> I know that you're going to die anyways. So mm. you are coming along with me as just as, as a food bag. And at least it's, like, known meat. It's, like, domestic meat versus wild meat. Yeah, homegrown. <laughs> <laughs> you know where it came from? I know where from. it came from. I know it's been fed. It's, it's you know, it's free range. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> she was an independent woman. Like, you know, like. <laughs> no, it would not take me long to make a picking, like a pecking order for sure. Yeah. I'm just that person though. I would make the hard decisions in a zombie apocalypse for yeah, sure. Yeah, you would. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's that corporate inside me. <laughs> I would want to be one of the ones that doesn't know I'm eating human. Like, it's just the stew, and it's like, just just tell me it's a horse, man. Just tell yeah. me it's a fucking horse. I know we haven't seen a horse in, like, five years, but it's a horse. Yeah. That was a, that was a part of the, the Last of Us. That was part of the storyline, was they weren't yeah. eating meat, but they would basically pretend that they were finding deer every once in a while. But yeah. they were actually just eating people. Yeah. 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 Soil and green is people, you know? um it would take me a very long time i might start from yeah i might start yeah i feel like you just would not all right that that's a lot that's a big step i'm taking (laughs) this is my undead hill that i'm gonna die on yeah Yeah. that is fair that's Mm -hmm. fair that's okay all right we're gonna start off this episode with a little bit of lore yeah here we go ghouls lore (laughs) ghouls are often depicted in folklore in fiction as undead creatures that feed on human flesh or corpses. Um, in various mythologies and places like the Middle East, what I've researched on, ghouls are associated with graveyards and places of death, obviously. Different cultures have their own interpretations, ranging from malvoyant spirits to reanimated corpses. I came across some information about H.P. Lovecraft's ghouls that are humanoid creatures living in like subterranean tunnels and have like a complex society which like it's a lot you can do with that Mm -hmm. they're not necessarily like bad but they are like tied to like otherworldly yeah and so how can dms incorporate them into gameplay like from the monster manual 
basically they haunt places that are near their food so wherever there's decaying like humanoid people of course that's where you're going to find ghouls so ghouls came about from an elf named Dorsane. he worshipped the demon prince of undeath orcus mm-hmm. and the reward was that he was going to become a ghoul which i'm like that's, it's like that's he, terrible. He but. didn't read the fine print. No, he did not. <laughs> um, and so since he was a good servant, he was given the ability to make other ghouls. So this is how like ghouls like were, you know, created. So one day, this uh, demonic gnoll lord named Yinogu. 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 Robbed Dorsane um, of his abysmal domain to like make these ghouls or, yeah. And um, what then happened was that he turned around and sought salvation from the elven gods who Mm -hmm. took pity upon him and they helped him escape. And so now, like, no elf ever can ever, like, become a ghoul. Yeah, they're immune to their touch. Yeah, Yeah, that's interesting. So I have something here about gas as well. And a gas is a ghoul that is infused with, like, a stronger dose of abysmal energy. And I think we're going to get into that Mm -hmm. a little bit later. They're a little bit more cunning and can command other ghouls. So, yeah. It's like the leaders. Kind of. Potentially. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Very much so. And that's all I have for ghouls. Nice. Pretty simple, straightforward. Well, I'm going to talk a little bit about and kind of flesh that out for you Mm -hmm. a little bit. Um, So one of the main reasons why Dorsane was given this like reward for being like, it's not like a reward for being a ghoul was because he actually turned on his family and ate them as a, Mm. um, like a a gift to his demon god. And so his demon god was like, cool, if you want to do that forever, go ahead. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. But yeah, that's kind of like ghouls are in like D&D 5th edition. And if you look at them in the monster manual, like from an art wise standpoint, uh, the easiest way to describe them is they're creepy, gangly, bony. uh, Their skin looks like it's stretched over. They look emaciated, um, constantly hunched over. They're kind of like your like, what what is his name in Lord of the Rings? Smeagol. Smeagol. It's kind of like your, you know, after his one ring, right? And I kind of want to describe them as like they're the humanoid version of a maggot. So to what you were saying, it's what you were saying, Mika, and how they just like, they prefer eating dead, rotting flesh. But once their supply runs out, they will seek to yeah. kill so they can have more flesh. And that what they eat doesn't necessarily satiate them in any way, shape, or form. They just have a need to hunt and kill because they still have that undead nature where they don't need sleep, food, or whatever to live. They just like to eat things. So they can stay in their crypts and in their dark places and dark corners without eating for their entire lives if they wanted to. They just have an insane need to eat. So if you were to come across these in like a cavern where they've been for years and years and years without food yeah it like has nothing to do with the fact that them eating you is going to satiate or make them stronger in any way shape or form their strength stays because that's who they are as as undead um and they're just after you for the sake of it right Mm -hmm. so uh stats wise they're not that interesting i'm sorry guys uh they are a cr (laughs) of one with a dex of two strength of one con of zero and everything else is below zero uh they can speak common and that's it uh, for attacks, they can use a claw and they can bite. Their claws, however, have a bit of an additive where they can paralyze anyone who is not an elf or undead. It's, so it's a DC 10 con save, so it's not that hard to beat. But basically, it just I feel like if you're using its abilities to attack, it's just going to attack you, paralyze you, and then nom nom nom. Yeah, like yeah. that's its only thing. Yeah, that's yeah. all it really does. Uh, and again, CR1, so super easy to kill, but of course, because it's an undead creature, they have all their undead immunities and all those things like from like, yeah. that they would normally have, right? 
but not the same as like our ghosts and things like that that we talk about like this is a physical creature so it is just more along the lines of your classic undead immunities and stuff like that um i think what i'll do is i'll talk about ghasts and then maybe we can like ask questions and talk about at the same time because ghasts technically to me are exactly as we talked about they're just a beefier version of the ghoul so as you said Mieka, this just means they were dipped in a jar of more <laughs> abyssal, <laughs> abyssal magic and just came out a little bit bigger a little bit stronger and what have you so they tend to be more the leaders of a ghoul's um like enclave i guess like grouping so they're cr of two <laughs> uh, all stats no, um, are now um above average except for charisma which is negative one but their strength and con are now at three so clearly you can tell they're a bit scrappier a little bit more fighters on top of that, they're increased. On top of their increased bite and claw damage, they also get something called stench, which is basically a poisonous stink cloud that surrounds them in a five foot radius and requires a DC ten con save or be poisoned. If you make the save, though, you're immune to it for twenty four hours. Mm -hmm. So okay. again, not not a deadly thing if it doesn't pop <clears throat> off the first time, right? Okay. Uh, they also have something called turning defiance, uh, which we've heard before in a couple of undead creatures, but basically any ghoul. Any gas or ghoul within 30 feet of the, of the particular one um, will now have advantage on saving throws against turn undead. Oh, okay. So we've seen that in a few creatures, undead yeah. creatures. It's like, fuck you, cleric. No, you can't use your turn undead. Like, we're going to keep going. But it's a very, it's a 30 foot radius. Yeah. So if you leave that radius, then you are, you know, potentially going to follow, fall, mm -hmm. and die from it. But that is basically ghouls and ghasts as a whole. Um, so again, not overly vetedly interesting. So I'm just going to, we're going to talk about some possible inspirations that can help us utilize these in our campaigns and, you know, make them a little more interesting. Let's roll some dice. Do it. So, Casey, you got a 17, Mieka, you're second with a 7, and I will go last with a 4. <clears throat> All, right. All right, so let's talk about the role-playing aspect. I would like to talk about role-playing tips on how to actually man one of these creatures. Um, that or just kind of like other descriptors that you can use to describe them. All right. So, I think you will still clearly be able to tell the difference between a ghoul and a ghast. Oh, yeah. Because I feel like the ghoul... Um, will be, like you said, lanky and more slow. <laughs> they, they don't have a lot of muscular, muscular, muscu what, what? musculature, musculature, yeah, to them. Mm. Yeah. Like, whereas, like, I find that the gas does have a little bit more of a, like, if you look at the art, they actually have, like, muscle attached to their skin. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think, like, like seeing a ghast coming towards you versus a ghoul would have a much higher intimidation mm -hmm. factor to it. Um, so you could play around with having lots of both, or you're always going to have a lot of ghouls. And having them kind of, like, I feel like the ghouls, the imagery would be, like, they're kind of, they look like the ground is moving as they're moving through because they aren't standing upright. They're just, like, shapes that are moving, and it's kind of like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, like, shapes <laughs> moving around in the shadows, yeah. Yeah. And then, um, lurking above that, you might see larger shadows moving about, and, like, it's the long tongue and the nails that are really creepy. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like you could do that and roleplay them having just a more, um, intimidating forceful movement towards you because they care a little bit more about getting to you and attacking you yeah i don't know more like ghouls more just innate something's telling me to go towards you whereas the gas might have a bit more intention yeah they definitely have a little bit would... more of an intelligence to them 
right? Yeah. The, they have a little bit more thoughtful and more planful of yeah. like, their engagement. So that's kind of how I would play them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's fair. What about you, Mika? This kind of dips a little bit into the environmental aspect of it, but I think I'm gonna... The way I would play this is using them as, um, like, creating, like, a little society, like, yeah. underground society. Well, they do travel in packs, so yeah. that would check out. Yeah. And it's, like, I feel like a lot of people expect them to just be, like, all brutish and, you know. But, like, what if you were able to, like, I don't know. Give them jobs? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like, or, like, if they have tasks, mm-hmm. yeah. there's, like, a, a org structure. Yeah. That's how I would use them. Punch in, punch out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Just, like, you know, it's a little different, like, throwing a little bit of, a little bit of spice in there. Yeah, because I think especially if you're going to have gas and ghouls existing in the same, like, play space, mm-hmm. the the gas will definitely have, like, a little bit more control over what the ghouls are doing. Yeah. Keep mm-hmm. them corralled and be like, well, we'll, we'll go out hunting later, or, like, you know, mm-hmm. we've got, we've got cleaning up to do guys like you've got some sweeping to do in the cave like mm-hmm. i don't know if you guys live in like messes you know what i mean yeah but i also <laughs> now that you say that i'm imagining like the kitchen fifo system of like like the first in first out or first expired first out so they have like a lineup of all the dead bodies of like what we eat first and like mention the how long they've been decaying mm-hmm. and like it's like on this side we have the 45 year decay and on this side we have, like, this <laughs> labeled with like where <laughs> and it's like ah oh, can you give me the 45 year that'd be great thank like, you for anyone else it would just look horrifying but to them it's like this is like how we live like, this is our way of life yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah and like the fact that they can speak again like we've always talked like in undead we always have like we've had so many episodes with creatures where they don't speak languages or they just don't have the ability to communicate like one on one to be able to have a conversation. Both of these have common at yeah. least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So even the ghouls will be able to have a conversation with you about <laughs> yeah. something. Yeah. Right. And I feel like all of them, no matter what, would have a memory of where they came from and like, mm-hmm. you know, that history and their connection to like the demon um king. Mm-hmm. Uh demon prince or whatever. Uh, and I think that'd be a fun thing to role play out is that they might have a worship system as well. So like how you're saying they would have a society, Mika, I feel like they would have a worship society pretty quick. Oh, totally. Because yeah. of pack tactics. They'd have some the sort of altar with something on it and it would be something ridiculous and it's like, oh, yeah. but. Well, <laughs> yeah. <that's good. laughs> yeah, it's like, calm down. <laughs> All right, sir, sit down. <laughs> Um, all right, so then on to the exploration area, like, we can talk about the body horror aspects if we want to, or just the existential horror and dread that come from it. Um, what do you think, Casey? I think when you, if you put them together, there is a lot more to go on, and maybe a bit more excitement Mm -hmm. to have both in one location. Yeah. I feel like if you only have ghouls, it's something that it's like... If you encounter, you know, uh, a group of them doing a certain thing or they're like, I don't know, they have, they hover outside of like the church waiting for bodies to be like freshly buried or something. Yeah. It's less intimidating and more like, ugh, let's just take a wider berth around yeah. whatever's going on <laughs> over there. around this for yeah. you. Yeah, let's yeah. just try not to get their attention and move on. Yeah. Whereas I feel like if you had a group of guests, like, they are the ones that might be doing a similar behavior, but then when they see you, they, like, lock eyes with you and are like, ah, and, like, come at you. <laughs> and so, like, there's much higher risk, even though they're still just a CR2. Yeah. 
Um, so, I don't know. I think the best case scenario is to have both of them together. Because you get a mix of kind of the both. And the numbers for ghouls would make the challenge, like, a little bit harder. It's then yeah. the swarming thing. Like skeletons or zombies. The more you have, then it gets to be just... It increases the CR in yeah. general. Yeah. It's, yeah. like, more annoying versus threatening, but nonetheless. Yeah. Absolutely. So, I don't know. That's my, that's my take, I guess, on... <laughs> The, the mental load of coming across those different options. Yeah. And they, again, they, they do, like, travel in packs. They exist in a mm-hmm. horde. Mm-hmm. So you always come across more than one, in, in my mind. Yeah, me and, too. Like, yeah. Ugh. What about you, Mika? Um, I keep thinking about, like, what they must look like eating decaying flesh. <laughs> and I don't know. For me as a player, like, that would, like, really bother me if, like, the DM was able to, like, explain that, like, very, it was very detailed. Yeah, and like, what there was, like, like, maggots crawling all over the meat that yeah. they were chowing mm. down on. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think that, like, to play into, like, the body horror and the existential, like, the existential dread is you're gonna hear the crunching of the bones mm-hmm. as they're eating. You're gonna hear, like, the... The schleffing of the skin yeah. and like the stretching of the flesh and like, oh, like those like yeah. that those mouth noises, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm, it's gonna yeah. be it's gonna be ringing through these caves that you're like walking through because yeah. they're all probably just hoarding in that one spot of this cave because that's where all the undead flesh and like things where they're eating is, and you're just walking through, not really think you're gonna come across this. And then all you can hear as you're walking through, you think it's your footsteps, but it's really the chewing and like yum 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 mouth smacking like. So gross. <laughs> Does, do undead have saliva? Like, I think that that's a good question to ask the internet. Because um, they're going to tell me one yes. way or another. Long <laughs> fingernails true. and saliva. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right, so for ghouls and gas, what do we think about combat aspects? So we talk, we like talk about how it dies and things like that, but I'm interested, because they're such a low CR, how would you play them as a DM in combat? Ghouls, I think it would be the horde scenario. I don't think there would be no tactics. There would be, as soon as they register that there is living flesh that they could potentially (laughs) destroy and eat, it would be like a horde moving towards that. Yeah. Like, just moving, swarming. The mouth smack stop, you just hear the shuffling of feet as they're, like, running towards you. Yeah. yeah. And, like, if it's a, it's an enclosed space, like, I feel like they would be, like, ants, where they would climb on top of each other for, like, them all just trying to get to the meat themselves. Just a ball mm-hmm. of arm and legs running would, towards yeah, you. Yeah, it would be yeah. disgusting. And it's so, like, thin and lean. Yeah, it'd yeah. be so gross. Um, I feel like the gas would be slightly more standoffish in that, like, if they were having the ghouls do that, they would let the ghoul take down the prey and the target and then just go in there and, like, toss them aside like nothing (laughs) to take it for themselves. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm. Like, just that bit more vicious and, like, no sense of camaraderie in this. (laughs) (laughs) This is mine. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I'm thinking of, like, something the complete opposite. <laughs> like, it, I feel like it would be very funny to see, like, maybe two um, ghouls working together, like, doing some type of tactic to uh, take down the party or something like that. Like, but very poorly. Yeah, like, it's like a <laughs> poor plan. It's, <laughs> it's like the gas is all like, remember the 
whatever routine and they just like take off running and like tripping. <laughs> oh like, I see them as just very stupid. <laughs> I have <Yeah>. no respect. <laughs> <laughs> no respect. For these creatures well, we know all. how the scale is going to be at the end. Yeah. <laughs> respect zero. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Like, they're supposed to set up an ambush, but, like, as you're walking up, you can, like, even with a very low perception, you can hear them talking, and it's like, what the fuck is over there? Yeah. And then they're like, bah! Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, one of the things we didn't really lean into that, like, comes out in combat with the ghasts is the fact that they have this poison stink cloud. It's like yes. the smell the stench. of the fact mm. that it's going to, like, the rotting flesh that's around, but not only that, but the smell coming off of these undead, like, corroding beasts, yeah. right? Um, so it, even though it's a part of their abilities and their attacks, and it's just part of their aura, um, I don't think I would lean into it too hard as a DM, because everything in that room probably already smells. Yeah. So I feel like it's almost unnecessary mm-hmm. to be poisoned <laughs> for a small period of time, because I feel like when you walk into this room you're not going to want to breathe. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, you're gonna be like, fuck this place. I don't want to be here anymore, you know? So it's, but as a DM, like, I would definitely play on that part. It's yeah. like, I would as necessarily, a smell. As and... a smell. And I don't think I would make it, it happens from the ghast, but just because you are in the vicinity of all of these beings, even the ghouls, the fact that they're eating this rotting flesh, like, it's probably going to be poisonous and not good for you to breathe in. Yeah. yeah. There's right? going to be some toxic shit. Something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or you have to make a con save to, like, concentrate because you can't, because you can't get over the fact that the smell is so bad you can't breathe. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, that's just a piece I like that, that. Mm-hmm. Like, Especially if you have to have a concentration spell as a... Yeah. As a um, spellcaster. Like, maybe every round you have, like, regardless what happens, because you're in that space. If you're you within have to 30 feet of, like, the horde. To maintain, yeah. Yeah. I just think that that would be a, an interesting little tactic to add. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that's just your regular ghoul and your regular ghast. But I believe we have a different special one to talk about today. Yes. So there is a unique type of ghast called um, the Shadow Ghast. So the book Explorer's Guide to Wild Mount describes the Shadow Ghast, which is an undead assassin. So it is a silent killer with some devastating abilities that bring it to a CR5 Versus the regular gas of CR2. So think can still has the need to eat corpses and dead, but actually maybe hunts and does that instead because it's a little more fun. Okay. Okay. So visually, the shadow gas look very similar to a regular gas, but they have dark, like purpley blue or even black skin markedly long black claws, and a long forked tongue. Um, The art in the book shows them leaving kind of like black shadowy tendrils of smoke and as they move through the darkness. So think maybe a little bit like, like shadow... Yeah, yeah, shadow gas. So like, yeah. literally like, shadow. It's guests. not ghostly, <laughs> but it's like it's like you might have trouble tracking them because mm-hmm. they they blend in with the shadows around yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, that's where I'm going with that. Got you. Um, and I think you're going to find them in the same places as ghouls and ghasts, where they tend to be around the dead, and you will definitely only see them at night, and they will hunt their prey from the shadows. So stay in the light if you know that there's shadow casts around mm-hmm. and you might have a chance. 
So looking at the stats, um, these are medium undead chaotic evil creatures, and they are skilled in perception and stealth, um, which is above what a ghast would be. It has all the same resistances and immunities as a regular ghast, um, and more so they have shadow stealth, which allows them to bonus action hide while in dim light or darkness. So again, it's that attack from the darkness and then disappear. Like you can't, you ha- you, like you can't even target them because you have to find them again first. Oh, wow. <laughs> and that's a bonus action. But they are still not super hard to hit with an AC of 15, but have a higher than typical player character speed of 35 feet. Um, and that is also an increase from the regular ghast along with an average hit point pool of 49, where the ghast is 36. So a bit of a boost there as well. They do not know any language versus the regular ghast knows common. And I feel like that is part of their tactic. They have no interest in interacting with anybody. They are hunting from the darkness. They come out and attack and go back into the darkness. Yeah. Uh, They, too, have a stench that causes any creature that starts their turn within five feet of them to make a DC 12 con save or be poisoned until the start of its next turn, which they are immune to for 24 hours if they succeed. So the DC has gone up a bit, Mm, but it's the same thing. As actions, they also still have the bite and claw attack, but they can do multi-attack. So they can do one attack of each as an action. Their bite... Very similar, just beefs up a little bit because it's a plus 8 to hit and a reach of 5 feet. And on a hit, 2d8 plus 2 slashing plus 1d10 necrotic damage. And claws are worse than the bite. Same plus 8 to hit and 5 foot reach. But on a hit, it deals 2d6 plus 5 slashing. And if the target is not undead, it must make a DC 12 con save or be paralyzed for one minute. The target can repeat the save at the end of each of his turns to try and end the effect. Mm-hmm. So this is those the, those long claws where it's yeah. going to shoot out of the darkness, paralyze you, Ugh. do what it needs to do to kill you, drag you into the darkness and eat you. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. So uh, again, not incredibly complicated. Do have definitely some beefed up abilities from the ghast. Yeah. Um, but that's it. Amazing. All right, let's roll some dice for these suckers. Nice. All right, Casey, Ooh. first with a 15. Oh, no. no. Second, no, Mika. Mika. <laughs> first with a 17. Casey, 15, and I'm coming in last here with a 2. Love that about myself. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Shadow Gas, an extra beefed up version of our ghouls in gas. So, Mika, we're going to talk about role playing first, as we do. Um, so can you think of maybe like a, we can do any of these ones. So either like a quest or a plot hook or an adventure you can think of to use them. Yeah. <clears throat> or any like fun descriptors you'd use to role play them. Um, so I know in the beginning I was talking about, oh, what if we like, what if the DM set up some type of like society mm-hmm. for these things? For the shadow gas, it's not giving high society <laughs> type of <laughs> Sure. Or they're the ones that are like stalking the furnace in the in the mm-hmm. caves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they are. They're pretty low. They're like they're not going to be um, very helpful in <laughs> my little uh, ghoul and gas society that I've built. Apparently, um, yeah, they're not 
do they speak common? Nothing. No, they have nothing. no language. Yeah. Okay. See, that makes it that makes it even more. Just shadowy, creepy people. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. They're just gonna be the creepy people in the basement. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I got like not necessarily visually, but just their behavior. I felt like they were a lot like the undead in I Am Legend, mm-hmm. where they like lurk in the shadows mm-hmm. and they can sometimes be in groups, but they're hiding there yeah. and they're just kind of waiting to detect some sort of life mm-hmm. nearing them and mm-hmm. then they will come out and attack. But I do think that they will, you could role play them with more tactics yeah. for that. So they are going to be a bit strategic and they're going to come out and attack before you even realize what happened and disappear. Mm-hmm. And you're probably going to be fucked around that way for a few rounds before you can even tangibly like like land a hit mm-hmm. or, you know, do something, a spell effect that reveals what they are. Okay. Yeah. What do you think? I, so when I'm trying to think of like an adventure or one shot where these things would appear... You can throw them into almost any kind of dungeon crawl that you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's what I was thinking with the, like, lurking I Am Legend. Like, they found them anywhere. Yeah. It was yeah. like, when it got dark, that's when they freaked the fuck out because they could be there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, like, I'm also thinking, like, did you guys ever watch, like, The Descent? Or, like, The Hills Have Eyes and, like, those ones where yes. these things are, like, yeah. creepily, like, just in the shadows and mm-hmm. so on and so forth. Those are the kinds of things that I'm thinking of. Mm-hmm. That, like, you don't... It's not necessarily that they exist in the darkness, but they exist in the shadow of where you are. So you will constantly, even if it's nighttime or if you're going through a cavern, the, the warnings you get from people are going to be, like, always have a lantern. Yeah. Always mm-hmm. carry with you a torch. Always have a source of light. And it's a warning of these ghouls and gas that like you've been heard the horror stories about when you're in the town or whatever and whether your group decides to believe it or not is completely up to you um (laughs) but at the end it just comes down to the fact that like once that torch goes out yeah you hear them yeah Mm -hmm. you can hear them because they are they are just on the edges yeah waiting for that light to go out yeah and it's that weird thing is as the the light (laughs) dims you know that that scene of like as the light dims and it gets like less light Mm -hmm. your fire starting to go out you can feel the breath of them because they're like like mm-hmm. three inches from your face. Oh. Yeah. All right. So now moving on to like the exploration piece when talking about these shadow ghast ghoulies. Um, so anything environmentally you can think of, obviously they come from shadows, but we can also of course talk about existential dread, body horror, any of the spells or attacks that they use that you can kind of describe in a fun way. Um, I believe Casey, you're first. <sighs> Sometimes I hate going first. Um, okay. Well, they will have that that horror of you're probably going to have to do a few rounds of trying to figure out what they're doing or a few rounds of combat before even seeing what they are. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. that what the hell are we fighting and it doing different stuff like it suddenly one of your players is paralyzed yeah. and mm-hmm. you can't see who did it or yeah. what did it. So I feel like you got that's kind of the the more fun aspect of doing this. And, like, their assa- like assassin is their descriptor. Like, they are going to tactically hunt you down from the shadows. Yeah. yeah. I just wanted to look at what Paralyzed actually is in 5th edition. So, Paralyzed, a creature is incapacitated, uh, so they can't move or speak. The creature automatically fails strength and dexterity saving throws. Attack rolls against the creature have advantage. Um, and any attack that hits the creature, is a, if it's a critical... What's what? Any attack that hits the creature is a critical hit if the attacker is within five feet. Yeah. Yeah. And their their attacks, like, like their bite and their claw is five feet. 
So yeah. they're getting right up in your business, going to give you a little jab <laughs> and paralyze you and then have a heyday. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, was it me that was next in this round? No, it's you. Mieka's supposed to be first. I'm so... I'm, oh, my brain. Okay, Mieka, you go next. <laughs> Exploration next. pieces with these. I'm leaning more towards sound with these. Um, Ooh, yeah. Like, you know, since you can't... If you're ha- like holding a, like, you know, a match or whatever... And you're like in the light with like a lantern. That's what I meant to say. If you're holding a lantern, just like the noise going on around you that is just so unsettling, and you know that like there's <laughs> something there, but yeah. you don't know quite what it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ugh, that's just scary. You can almost like hear the winds of them, like mm-hmm. like like moving in between the shadows, like quickly moving past you. You like can feel the air, like yeah, like, yeah. the density of the air change, like all those pieces too, mm-hmm. right? Ooh. Yeah, and even, like, the dark kind of wispiness it seems to have when it moves, like, does flash in the lantern and yeah. move the light a little bit, but it's mm-hmm. not enough for you to tell what did it. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I love that. Um, yeah, I again, I just like the imagery of the fact that they live within the shadows specifically. So, in my mind, it would also live in the shadow that you cast. That close, huh? Yeah. So, <laughs> but it can't get, like, it can't get to your shadow. If your shadow isn't touching, like, the edge of the wall where the shadow is currently sitting Uh, in is. Right. So the whole thing is you're traversing through this, like, dark tunnel or dark dungeon, and you're holding these torches, but you also have to hold them in such a way that your shadows don't cast against the wall. Because then it will travel through your shadow. Ooh. Yeah. And, like, that's the part that kind of, kind of, kind of creeps me out in the sense where it's another kind of, like, um, explorative process of how to navigate in a small space and navigate with shadows. Yeah. And that kind of stuff, right? But I also feel like if you're going into a town, like kind of the ghouls and gas, these are going to be the things that parents tell their kids stories about to be like, don't go into the caves. There's there's lots of ghoulies in there that take children in the night. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And this is what the kids are scared of or they see them in their closets or what have you because that's where all the shadows are. You see little red glowing eyes in the corner or what have you. And like, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> that's the existential horror and dread again. It's like, because this one, similar to, like, the other ones that we talked about, um, you can't see them. Therefore, they are frightening. Yeah. But you can hear them, to make his point, so using sound yeah. is a big one. Um, smell would be another one, because these ones have stench, too. Yeah, they do. Right? Yeah. So even if you're not in the room where all the un- where all the dead things are that they're feeding off of, you're going to smell it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you're going to get a waft as it walks by, and you're like, whoa, yeah. whoa, <laughs> yeah. what is that? Yeah, and that can be, like, an indicator of where it is, like, if you're kind of spreading yourselves out. Follow the smell. Yeah, and, like, yeah, like, you roll perception, and on one side, it's like, oh, so, like, this party member, you find that the stench is, like, really strong. Yeah. And then other ones, I was like, yeah, it's, like, mild. (laughs) Like, there's there's an aroma. We do okay. It smells bad. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. It's not ideal, but here we are, you know? <laughs> uh, all right, combat tactics for these folks. So we did kind of touch on a couple of items, but is there anything else you guys can think of that you would try and utilize? Mika, um, you are a first. Um, kind of bouncing off of my sound um, idea, I just see, like, the way it hunts. It's just constantly, like, circling you and, like, also standing in your shadow. I like that, too. It's just yeah. getting in your personal space yeah. and until, you know... Waiting for you to you. drop your guard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I kind of want to... 
I mean, the ghast and then the shadow ghast notably have this long tongue, mm -hmm. but it's not specified to do anything. And what to do yeah. with it. What to you do know? with <laughs> this long, forked tongue. What, what, what wumpst can we do with this? Oh, wumpst. Wumpst. So, I want to add it into its combat tactics. So, it, while it's reaching out from the shadows to, like, grasp and keep you there so it can like put its claws in and paralyze you mm -hmm. it uses its tongue to like wrap around like your arm yeah. to like hold you there so perhaps yeah. you could have it have a grapple attempt or something yeah um or some way that it pull like if you are staying away from the shadows it's like this tongue can lash out and try and pull you into the shadows so it can Ugh. do its damage. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel like I could add something like that, given the visuals that mm -hmm. we've given, to just make the combat maybe a little more yeah. spicy. Yeah. <laughs> I also like the idea, again, of combining all three of these together in the same space. Yeah. Um, and the fact that, like, sometimes the ghouls, their, their tactic would be to push you into the shadows. Oh, yeah. Because they know yeah. that that's where the bigger yeah. bad is. They're, like, mm -hmm. corralling you and hor the horde the pushing you to the dark. <laughs> yeah. Oh. It's like there's one side of the room that's super dark. They blow out your torches and they're just trying to push you in that direction because there's a horde of these shadow guests yeah. just waiting for you to be there. And then if you flip it, the idea of hunting one of these yourselves would be very difficult because you can't see it and right. you're going to want to keep your torch or else you're not going to be able to do anything mm -hmm. to, like... So it's kind of like that weird catch twenty two of I to be able to hunt this I need to t take the torch like unlight my torch but if I unlight my torch I'm gonna get attacked yeah so it's like you would only go in to hunt one of these if you had dark vision or if you yeah. had things where you could actually see what it is that's attacking you yeah. I can't imagine taking like a, a group of folks either that did not have dark vision specifically to hunt <laughs> this thing well then be like like appetizers in like two seconds yeah it's like, it's like how how fast can i eat this nice NPCs and I can see nothing. Like, yeah. yeah oh man but you wouldn't have you wouldn't have the forethought to ask before going in there who has dark vision and who doesn't right and it's just like of course the the one dragonborn who's just like i weirdly don't have dark vision yeah uh, is gonna be fucked mm -hmm. right yeah so but uh no it's very interesting these ones mm -hmm. but yeah I, again love the idea of using them in tandem <laughs> and in the same space, because you have your ghouls who are just doing what they're told and just want to eat the dead flesh. You have the gas who are like, no, no, like, well, like, let's organize and stay collected. And there's the shadow <laughs> monsters who are just like, bring us the death. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. So. And it just makes it also more interesting from a DM mm -hmm. than just running, you know, ten ghouls in one attack. It's like... Ten ghouls plus three gas and, you know, a handful of shadow gas in the corner when the f they think the fight's over. Let's just throw that in. Yeah. It's just yeah. a bit more interesting. <laughs> yeah. Because they would, they would, in my mind, work together. They have the similar interests at heart, right? They just totally. Wanna, they just want to eat dead flesh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. But in my mind, I'm like trying to think of why, why you would ever go into one of these spaces or want to hunt one, right? Like, what kind of loot do we think this thing would drop? Hmm. Like, what would be the purpose of hunting one? I mean, like, the easy answer would be, like, you go into a village and they're like, we're haunted by these shadowy things that come in and they take our children at night. So you go, mm -hmm. now you go and you hunt this thing down to go and kill it so that right. the village can be saved. Yeah. Right? But I'm trying to think of any other reason why you would want to um, hunt these down. Or it would just be, like, a layer of defense to something you're trying to get to. Mm, like, they could use it as fodder, you know, essentially. Wizard's Tower always comes to mind. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. something like that. It's yeah. like... 
it's just it's populating this area with all of these mm -hmm. undead creatures so that it might pick off a few people that are trying to get get in yeah it could be like that that's fair that's fair like collecting like the 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 creatures that they've eaten maybe like they don't care about the treasures or whatever that they have yeah but like your party knows that like there's stuff there <laughs> yeah like yeah. there's gonna be a horde of just mm -hmm. the the stuff from the bodies yep. that they just pile somewhere mm -hmm. and of course there's like a family tie to one of the people that got <laughs> eaten uh-huh yep. yeah there, oh, there it is let's say like so yeah a family tie of like a like um one of your character's moms got taken away by a, a shadow ghast mm -hmm. in the night once and like you're like i'm gonna hunt this guy down because she was wearing the, our family heirloom ring yeah mm -hmm. and now you're hunting down you know that she's gonna be dead when you find her but you're hunting down her dead body so you can get back the family heirlooms yeah. that you lost yeah yeah totally yeah because they're gonna have no interest in the treasure right they're just gonna leave like they swallow it poop it out you know what i mean like, <laughs> I, was like, I was like would they have a working digestive system would they just poop it out i mean everyone has a working digestive system of some kind casey but like, <laughs> or they would just like gnaw on it and then just like <laughs> yeah like, oh, i almost broke my tooth on that sucker <laughs> Out. <laughs> oh my god like and that's another thing too if you knew that there was a horde of these in like a cave or a cavern somewhere you darn well know they're not eating the jewels no mm. so they're yeah. taking all these dead bodies they have money like <laughs> 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 guys let's go these cool guests <laughs> like they have yeah. stuff like they're, salt. they're just blinged out now imagine them blinged out just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> come across and they just don't even know <laughs> Yeah, they have no clue what it is. You've got, like, the like... king's jewels and the crown. Like, the, the one ghast who's just, like, running the crew is wearing a crown and just a necklace and go, so much necklace. <laughs> oh like, you God. don't even deserve that. Like, <laughs> you're so... I don't know, man. They, they killed and ate a lot of people to get this it. This is true. You know? This is true. So They're, oh, they're, they're doing the work. <laughs> yeah. They're putting their steps in. Like, uh, holy mother... Uh, well, on that note, <laughs> on a scale of 1 to 10 bad decisions, how would you rank these creatures as part of the undead landscape in D&D 5th edition, starting with the ghoul? Alright. <laughs> One ghoul by itself? Yeah. I don't care. Right. 15 ghouls, sit, like, sitting there staring at me? More. I might turn in the other direction. <laughs> it might it's be a problem. A problem like a mm -hmm. wide berth. A like wide berth. A, a problematic. Yeah, like, do we have to go through the cave or can we just, like, over the mountain? Yeah. Right? Like, we just, right. I'll go through the cold. Like, I'll do it. Like, I will, I would rather visit the frost giants at the top of this mountain <laughs> than go through it and have to risk meeting one of these. Yeah. Right? Or a group of these, anyway. So, yeah, mm -hmm. Horde, I'm going to say, like, a seven or an eight. Because yeah. I feel like, I don't remember what you rated skeletons. Adam's going to have to figure that out for us at some point. But I feel like they're on that same cusp. Yeah. Like a skeleton and yeah. like your classic undead creature. One manageable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like when it gets numbers up, yeah. Army, much more dangerous. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. 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 I would agree. I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna say seven. Seven. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean I said seven. I don't know why I'm surprised, but <laughs> Oh, I thought you said eight. Did I? I said eight. <laughs> I, don't I was know. actually trying to be different to I you. <laughs> Oh, and talking like a group of them, yeah, well, yeah. like a singular, oh, two, yeah, like a just two. useless, yeah, yeah. fodder. I, so I originally was like, okay, three. 
because I didn't have any respect for them. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 we need to have a year of respect. <laughs> I, I knew respect you were going to talk about having no respect but, for them. But, no now, respect. but now that I realize they probably have a bunch of shit that I want, <laughs> like, <laughs> it's gone up to a six now. So, like... And they have, they're, they're organized. Yeah. You talked about them being organized. Yeah. So they probably organized the loot by, like, type. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> got gold, Easy. silver, magical, like, weapons, yeah. you know, jewelry. The jewelry's color-coded. Yeah. yeah. Like, so, so there's one guest who just has super interest in being like, stop it, we like to keep it organized in here. It's clean. <laughs> yeah, so, like, a six, because, like... Again, with the whole horde thing, like, terrifying. But yeah. with one, mm, back down to, like, a three. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Okay. Uh, ghast. Just the classic ghast. Mm. Like, singular four. Mm-hmm. A bunch of them, I would feel like this is fighting a bunch of, um, like, orcs versus Urukai. Yeah. The ghasts are the Urukai. Yeah. That are, like, mm, Actually, that is way worse in a horde. Yeah, don't worry. <laughs> so, whatever this is, I don't yeah. want. It. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna go to with an eight for the horde. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. Do you find Do you mm. think that there's more hordes of them though, or do you think that they would be like leaders of regular ghouls and they wouldn't actually horde together as gas? They're the leaders. That's how I see. Do you think they would fight? Like if there yeah, were more than totally. One? Yeah. I would say like if they decided for whatever reason they all had to go out together, there yeah. would be infighting. Yeah. Like, I'm in charge. <laughs> no, sure. I'm in charge. Yeah. Mm. It, would, it would not go well. Yeah. Men. Am I right? Because <laughs> you know they're all definitely like men. <laughs> <laughs> it's giving men. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> um, and finally, the third that we covered today, the shadow ghast. It's Beefed up a little. They're scary. Do not want. This is a solid 10 for me because of my generalized fear of the dark and the bump things that go bump in the night. Like, yeah. this is the thing that I imagine I see in my closet in the evening and I'm like, not mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. 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 Nine. Nine for me. Yeah. Only because I think I can, I'll defeat it, but I'm not going to like the <laughs> the journey. But yeah. you will not be happy <laughs> I, I, about I it. I will win, but I, I don't <laughs> yeah. want to do it. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think a way bigger threat with the trying to actually, like, track it down yeah. and actually hit it, and mm-hmm. it can fuck you up while you're trying to figure out what it's going to do. Yeah. 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 Nine. Yeah. What mm-hmm. is it, CR again? Do you remember? Um, I believe it was a CR Four? of... Five. Five. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it is a, a like, the ghast is two. Yeah, and then so, the ghouls are one, so it's yeah. a bit of a jump. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, solid ten. Get out of here. <laughs> Get out of my closet, Shadow Ghast. <laughs> All right. Now it's time to close the casket on this part of our conversation on Undead in D&D 5th Edition. If you'd like to discuss what you've heard here today, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and at r slash it's a mimic. For more episodes on monsters and other D&D topics, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thanks for listening to this episode of Bring Out Your Undead. If you'd like to support us, we have a donate button on our website at www.itsamimic.com, as well as a store and a Patreon. You can check the show notes for more details. Thanks again for listening to It's a Mimic, where you never know what you're going to get.
crushed it like the shime shime. <laughs> I'm sorry, the what? Say that one more time. The shim shimmy. The shim shimmy. The shime shimmy. The shime shimmy. Shime shimmy. We're so good at this game. I appreciate you so much. <laughs> All in a day's work. Uh-huh. You know what? You're not wrong. Mm-hmm. We're just ladies out here doing lady things. <laughs> not getting awards, you know, the whole nine yards. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Starting that knife. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> I was like, what's happening? I'm getting stealthy. Water cup down. I'm gonna do my speech, Casey. Put your water cup down. Men, am I right?